So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, this episode is going to be again about Switch by Dan and Chip Heath, which is a pretty cool book and really interesting one. At least the, the book notes are, and or the quote-unquote book summary is by Derek Sivers. But yeah, there's going to be more after the intro, as always. Quite, I know, as quite always. And this is the second episode, so if you do want to check out the first episode, then please check out, not the link in the description, because I'm probably going to forget about that, but please have a look at the channel, in terms of like the YouTube channel and also the podcast, I know. And also with that said, actually, there's a few things that I'm going to talk about before I even go into the episode. You know, you could also skip that, but it is kind of an important thing, so I do not advise you to skip that. So the first thing is, if you do want to listen to the podcast and or to the YouTube channel, in terms of like if you're willing to watch the YouTube video, which is quite the same. So the audio is from the YouTube video, but some people just like to have a video and some people just like to have a podcast like it is. You can choose, you know, you can really choose. And at this point in time, you can also choose between this, that and some written words as well. So it is audio, video and written, which is insane, kinda, but yeah. <laughs> Um, so all the links should be done in the description. It is the first and the second link. I still don't know which one is which one. So please check out the first two links in the description. The second one is the notes. As I've been telling you before, you can also read it. All these highlights that you're going to see in this article that you're then going to see in the episode, they are all in this notes PDF and you can download it for free. You can print it. You can do whatever with it. And the last one is music. If you're willing to personalize the whole experience, then please add some music. The link is also in the description. There's different genres. There's different... Uh, you can also choose just the volume, which is something that, that's quite cool, I'd say, because sometimes the music is too loud, sometimes it is too silent, and so you can just personalize it, which is quite amazing. So yeah, um, yesterday we've already went through it, and uh, we actually haven't been able to go through the whole one, so I did not... Um, did not highlight so many things for today because I kind of feel like, well, going through a few things, but going through them as quote-unquote deeply as I can uh, just also makes sense, I would say. So with stopped with this green one, which says Bright Spot, which is actually a concept of the book as far as I know and as far as I have also seen it. Bright Spots solve the not invented here problem. Some people have a knee-jerk skeptical response to important solutions, so quote-unquote important solutions. Imagine a public outcry if an American politician proposed that the United States adopt the French healthcare system or vice versa. We all think our group is the smartest. By looking for bright spots within the very village, he was trying to change. Stern and ensure that the solution would be a native one. Yes, and I think... The problem that I'm, by the way, having is that I still don't really know what bright spots are. I know it, it might also be something that I should be looking up right now. But before that, I do just want to talk about something. Uh, because I really, truly believe, and I've also kind of seen that. Like, And I, I also think that this is just something that's quite generalizable. In terms of, like, what I mean is, when you're just actually saying that your group is the best group and your whatever the fuck you're doing is the best and whatnot, it is, I think, a common quote-unquote problem. You know, I don't want to say there's a problem because I think it's just a, a phenomenon. And it is quite something that's interesting, I'd say, that, that we always think that whatever we are doing is the right thing to do and or the best thing to do or whoever we are 
we are the best. You know, also in groups, like if you are with your friends and whatnot, you're probably going to maybe, not probably, but maybe also going to talk about other people. And um, yeah, with uh, like always assuming that you're the best uh, and whatnot, which is actually kind of, kind of, um, kind of an interesting thing since a lot of people are quite insecure themselves, I guess. Maybe this is just a group thing or a society thing that, okay, you know, this is my country, you know, my country is the best, which is probably pretty patriotic and, and um, not necessarily the case for, for all the people in any country. But uh, yeah, you know, it's quite of an interesting thing. But I'm actually going to repeat it once again, so because I might then get what the bright spots are. And I'm very sorry if you've already gotten it, but I just don't. So yeah. <laughs> Bright spots solve the not invented here problem. Some people have a knee-jerk skeptical response to important solutions. Imagine the public outcry if American politician proposed that the United States adopted the French healthcare system, or vice versa. We all think our group is the smartest, but looking for bright spots within the very village he was trying to change. Sternin ensured that the solution would be a native one. Like, well, I still don't get it, but you know, let's move on. Suppose that you go to bed tonight and sleep well. Sometime in the middle of the night, while you are sleeping, a miracle happens and all the troubles that brought, that, brought you, that brought you here are resolved. When you wake up in the morning, what's the first small sign you would see that would make you think, well, something must have happened. The problem is gone. The miracle question doesn't ask you to describe the miracle itself, it asks you to, to identify the tangible sign that the miracle happened. So it basically isn't talking about the action, but it is rather talking about the effect and or the result of the action, which is quite also something, and I think it is kind of a pattern or a thought, a recipe, whatever you actually want to call it, maybe not a recipe, but, you know, um, that to, to just let you also think like, what am I doing? And I've also been thinking that, like, what am I doing that um, might be creating quite good results or some results, but I'm actually merely thinking about whatever I'm doing, you know, kinda. And, and I also think that it could also help in terms of like, well, this, this book is kind of, and as I'm also thinking about it, it also makes sense. This book is kind of about habits, about changing your habits, about dealing with habits, about all these things. So if you, for example, think about a bad habit of yours. So, um, I mean, this bad habit, it is doing something to you. You know, I don't even know if this is applicable to that or if it is the, the right thought, but I'm just thinking about it. So if you're just talking and or thinking about a good or bad habit, it doesn't really matter at this point. But uh, let's say a bad one. So if you think about it, you might be only thinking about whatever you're doing, you know, and not really about whatever it is making you feel or actually vice versa. You know, that, you've, that you are like, well, it, it makes me feel so bad. I'm feeling so bad but we're not thinking maybe about whatever is causing that. And or we first of all think about like, okay, I'm gonna play soccer, but we don't really think about what, it, what this is gonna um, change inside of us. Or at least we're not really focusing on that. Like, I mean, if I feel like, well, I do just really wanna play a game, for example, then I just feel about and think about playing a game. But I'm not really thinking about, okay, I do just want to solve my boredom problem or I do just want to do something that I think is smart, or I want to do something that just uh, lets me think about something different. And if I'm thinking about that, I might be coming to the conclusion that, you know, playing a game might not even be the best solution for that quote-unquote problem. So I might be just taking something different. I might be just doing something different. I might be just preferencing something different uh, instead of playing a game. 
kind of. This is what I'm somehow thinking about. Which I guess I think is a quite of an interesting thought there to, to just think about whatever it is making you feel or think and then just seeing whatever you can do to replicate that. Maybe not through uh, a bad habit of smoking, for example. Like if it is only about pleasure or just dealing with boredom, well, you could also be doing something different. And I think by realizing that and by just looking at that, you might also be just changing how you feel about that and, and also think about it. A second question, which is perhaps even more important, the exception question. When was the last time you saw a little bit of the miracle, even just for a short time? Demonstrate in a subtle way. Is that the client is, a, is, that the client is capable of solving her own problem? As a matter of fact, the client is offering up proof that she already solved it. Let's replay the scene. Were things were working for you? What was happening? How did you behave? You're simply asking yourself, what is working and what is working and how can we do more of it? Which is like a pretty good way to just change your perspective. You know, changing your perspective from, okay, I'm going to care about the negative things. I'm going to care about those things that I'm not good at to those things that went well to those things that I'm good at to those things that I really enjoyed that make me happy or made me happy. And, and, and thinking about it and trying to replicate that, you know, and seeing what you have done. I mean, I've been also thinking about it, like, is there something in my life that I'm just sometimes doing, kinda, and it really makes me happy? Um, and Or just what makes me really happy? When was the last time that I've been just really fucking happy or some, some shit like that? Or that I've been like, okay, you know, today's a pretty good day. You know, I might be coming to, to the conclusion that it has been all about just gratefulness, that I've just had a good and productive day, that I've just done this and that. And even, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be about like actions like replicating actions, but just seeing and maybe also understanding yourself and trying to understand yourself like, okay, if I've had such a day, you know, and if I've done this a day and that a day and I've been able to just accomplish this and that and, and whatnot, it makes me feel good. And then you'll see, well, these things actually make me feel good, you know. It is, again, kind of just about action and the result of it, kind of, but it is first of all, okay, the result of it and then it's the action, first of all. Um, but I think you could also be doing this in a completely different direction, you know. Uh, when was the last time I felt just really fucking shit? And then just trying to to see what it was. And think about like, okay, this is what I've done this day, you know. I might have been just working with this person and I've done this and that. So this might be the reason, you know. Or maybe it was about food. Maybe it was about my leisure time. Maybe it was about family. Maybe it was about just something completely different. So what is working and how can we do more of it? And what is not working and how can we do less of it? I would say as well, kind of. But, you know, focusing on the good side, on a positive side, uh, only also just truly makes sense. Big problems, small solution. This is a theme you will see again and again. Big problems rarely solved are rarely solved with commensaturately big solutions. Instead, they are most often solved by a sequence of small solutions, sometimes over weeks and sometimes over decades. Small steps. Trying to get rid of smoking or the habit of smoking, um, you're going to just smoke one less cigarette and then again the next day one less cigarette and it's going to be just really small steps. But in the end, those small steps add up to a really, really fucking big change. So a big problem is solved by many small solutions or steps. So I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. You know, I think it is like big problem, small solution. Um, well, actually, it is the case, you know. A big problem might, might actually be smoking for somebody and the solution is just don't smoke or just try to not smoke as many cigarettes as you're smoking at this point in time or whatever you're smoking, I don't know. 
which is actually kind of a, a simple solution. And maybe it is not a small one, but it is a simple one. You know, and uh, this maybe medium sized. Let's let's actually just let it be something that's medium sized. You can just uh, kind of structure or see the structure of that, and it is out. It is made out of all those small, little, tiny habits, little, tiny things that you are doing or you are maybe not doing. What's working and how can we do more of it? Sounds simple, doesn't it? Yet in the real world, this obvious question is almost never asked. Instead, the question we ask is more problem-focused. What is broken? How can, we, how can we fix that? And there's actually a really, 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 and you'll probably also know that, um, and you're also probably gonna know that, it is an example, and I think it is also a pretty good example, an example that I, um, well, yeah, maybe unfortunately, maybe fortunately, you know, it depends on how you think about it. Bad is stronger than good. Exhibit A. People who were shown photos of bad and good events spend longer viewing the bad ones. Exhibit B. When people learn bad stuff about someone else, it is stickier than good stuff. People pay close attention to the bad stuff, reflect on it more, remember it longer and weight it more heavily in assessing the person overall. Which is something that's fucking scary. But if you know that, you can also focus on that and see if it is actually the case for you as well. It probably is going to be. And just trying to change that and trying to maybe... I would say you shouldn't, you shouldn't just be caring too much about both things. You know, whether it is something good or whether it is something bad, being in the middle, always being in your lane, always being just thinking about yourself, it just makes sense. You know, not being too influenced by other people's opinions, by things that happen, by whatever it might be, whether it is positive or negative. Because if you just are like, okay, I'm only going to give a fuck about the positive things in life, then um, it's going to also turn out that you're also then going to just give way too much of a fuck about the negative things because you're so used to reacting to the world maybe. In, in, in certain ways, which is not that of a bad thing, of course, like you, you should be happy and you should be just joyful and happy that something happened and, and all those things. But um, yeah, I think especially considering or referring to other people's opinions like it is just don't give a fuck about it. Like it is what it is. You know, they say something, they don't have full context. They actually don't know you most often. Um, which is also including your friends. Like they also probably don't know you. Like they might be knowing you quite well, but they're not in your fucking head. So they don't know shit. You know, basically nobody about you knows any fucking thing about you. You know, it might be like 10%. It might even be 40% or 50%. But you know, it, it's what about the other 50%? You know, this is kind of an uh, kind of an interesting idea that I've gone from um, Gary Vaynerchuk, by the way. When your kids are making A's and B's, you don't think much about their grades. But when they make a D or an F, you spring into action. It's weird when you think about it, isn't it? And yeah, it definitely is weird because really fucking focus. And this is what I've been talking about before. Like you probably know that as well. If you're like, well, you know, I've got a B in my test. And it's probably going to be like, well, yeah, you did a good job. Maybe even less, maybe more. It depends. But, but if it is like, okay, hey, mom, I just, yeah, it's an F or it's a D. It's like, well, you have to do something about it, please just uh, whatever. Then suddenly you have five teachers, five private teachers in your fucking house at the same time. And everything is fucked up and everything is strange. But yeah, you know, I think I can also understand that since we actually seem to be more focused on the negative, negative things. And I think it is just really, yeah, from, from natural origin, I'd say, in terms of like, maybe there is some purpose behind that or there has been purpose behind that um, when we've been like... Uh, caveman and cavewoman and all those things like maybe maybe there has been something maybe there was a reason for that but yeah 
Decisions are the rider's turf, and because they require careful supervision and self-control, they take the rider's strength. Remember the reddish chocolate chip cookie study from chapter 1? The more choices the rider's offered, the more exhausted the rider gets. Which, by the way, is something that I'm seeing as well. Like, if I'm having a lot of options to choose from, I don't like that, you know? I kind of don't like that. Um, even though, like, having, like, it depends on whatever it is all about. You know, if it is a big decision, then it's probably going to be like, okay, it's pissing me off because I don't like to make decisions. I'm not really that of a good guy in terms of decision making, um, especially if it is like, okay, there's a hundred different options. And if I'm taking this, then I do just have to compensate that. And if I'm just taking the other one, then I'm having to compensate this thing and, and whatnot. Like if it is complicated, it pisses me off quite a lot, really a lot. But if it is like, okay, you can choose between this fish, you know, and, and this fish with a salad or this fish without a salad but potatoes, then I think it is a good thing because I can like just choose what I really want to have, you know, because especially in terms of eating, it's a little bit of a difficult thing for me because like I'm not eating anything. I do just really try to eat quite clean or healthy, at least as far as I consider it being healthy because like it is also pretty subjective and therefore I'm also just... It's a struggle for me, you know, to just be in a restaurant and, and buy something and eat something like, yeah. To spark move, movement in a new direction, you need to provide crystal clear guidance. That's why scripting is important. You've got to think about a specific behavior that you would want to see in a thought or in a tough moment. Well, yeah, scripting. You know, because some, something that is bothering me about myself is that I tend to get relatively aggressive sometimes. And I do really want to change that and I do really want to work on that since it is not such a good thing if I'm just having to deal with people and I'm shouting at them and like, I don't like that. I really don't. I really don't like that about myself. Even though I'm quite good at actually at um, forgiving myself for that, kinda. Um, but it is not always the case for the other person as well that I'm shouting at and whatnot. Both succeeded by formulating solutions that were strikingly smaller than the problems they were intended to solve. So maybe also think about that. The challenges facing Minor County were big and sprawling. The decline of an industrial base, the aging of population, the citizens understood these challenges well, but the knowledge was TBU. True, but useless. <laughs> it was paralyzing knowledge. Uh, we want a goal that can be tackled in months or years and not decades. Um, we want what we might call a destination postcard, a vivid picture from the near-term future that shows what could be possible. And we do definitely not want to work on something for years. It is what it is. I think it is just uh, how the human being is. I don't even know if the human being by nature is like long-term thinking because I wouldn't say so. Like if there's food, you're going to eat it. You're not going to be like, well, maybe tomorrow I'm going to be more hungry than I am today. I don't know. I also don't think so. You have to back up your destination postcard with a good behavioral script. That's recipe for success. And yeah, of course, if you do have a goal, but you're not just acting according to that, like nothing is going to happen. This is it. Positive illusion. Our brains are positive illusion factories. Only 2% of high school seniors believe their leadership skills are below average. A full 25% of people believe they are in the top 1% in their ability to get along with others. So yeah, even though the correlation like does leadership really have to do something with being able to get along with other people, uh, yeah. Positive emotions are designed to broaden and build your repertoire of thoughts and actions. Troy, for example, makes us want to play. Play doesn't have a script, it broadens the kinds of things we consider doing and we become willing to fool around to explore or invent new activities. And because of Troy 
and because it joy encourages us encourages us to play, we are building resources and also skills. You know, it seems all to be about skills. I play, joy, encourage, play. What what is it all about? Nevertheless. <laughs> Positive emotions. The positive emotion of interest broadens what we want to investigate. When we are interested in what uh, interested, we want to get involved to learn new things, to take from experience. We become more open to new ideas. The positive emotions of pride experienced when we ex achieve a personal goal broadens the kinds of tasks we contemplate for the future, encouraging us to pursue even bigger goals. Robbie Waters of Target, a master of positive emotions, she didn't try to create a burning platform. Walmart is eating our lunch. Target is on a deathbed. Come with me into the fire seas. Instead, she found a way to, to engage the fresh thinking and enthusiasm of her colleagues. And the last one for today is going to be, people find it more motivating to be partly finished with a long journey than to be at the starting gate of a shorter one. And I think this is also something that you have seen as well. Like, if you're just starting out with something, then it is not... Well, it, it can actually be pretty motivating. Like, I've, I've seen both sides, I would say. Um, but yeah, if you do just progress, I think it is about progress there. If you're able to progress relatively fast, then everything is going to be a nice job. But if it is like taking you months and, and years to just do something, then of course it's going to be quite discouraging. At least this is what I've seen for myself as well. But yeah, I think that uh, this is actually going to be the end of the video. And I do just have to turn on the light for the new or for the other video. So yeah. I wish you the best health of happiness and all success and also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered which basically means your legacy which basically means just being a nice person and being remembered as a nice person. Yeah. And three other questions that I'm having for you are why are you here? What are you trying to change? And what is bothering you the most? And these three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see you the next time. I at least hope. So um, I'll see you. And thanks for watching.